Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 3 to 1 to the Rangers at Comerica Park. Spencer Turnbull took the loss and left the game early with shoulder fatigue. Manager Ron Gardenhire spoke about that afterward. And we took him out. We noticed his fastball velocity was down in the 80s. And he said he didn't feel any pain. So it's just shoulder fatigue. Uh, did an MRI. It showed nothing. We'll just wait and see how he comes in tomorrow. The Tigers now begin a three-game interleague series with the Washington Nationals tonight in Detroit. Daniel Norris gets the start for the Tigers, while former Tiger Anibal Sanchez starts for Washington. The Tigers have lost 11 of their last 12 games and now sit at 26-50 and 50 on the season. Nate Lashley is all alone atop the leaderboard after the first round of the Rocket Mortgage Classic at the Detroit Golf Club. He carded a 9-under 63 Thursday. Ryan Armour and Nick Watney are one shot back in second. It is the first-ever PGA event held within the city limits of Detroit. That's your Spotlight Sports Update. I'm Doug Warren. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch in the Roof, this Friday show, Graham Couch, Jason, Nick, your Twitter questions, and we are just doing an hour today, I have to get, uh, catch a commuter train on the way to Chicago uh, to see my wife, be a good husband this weekend, my turn to go that way, so we're doing an hour featuring most of your Twitter questions, Jason, I, I've gotten a, a, in a little bit of uh so our Twitter question we asked yesterday are of, of listeners about whether people cared about the Rocket Mortgage Open. Um, little controversy? little controversy. First of all, most people did. Now, I was surprised by how many did, and I think it's cool that everybody thinks it's cool. The question was simply, is having a third-tier PGA Tour event in Detroit a big deal to you? Do you have any more interest than if it was the Joe Schmo Classic in Topeka? 63% says, yes, it's fun to have it in the state. 22% I can care less. Um, 10% only if you live nearby. 5% better elsewhere in Michigan out of 718 votes. And I would have thought more on better elsewhere in Michigan. And I've taken a lot of flack, but this is the way I feel. I think suburban Detroit sucks. I think the suburban sprawl, I think there's just not a lot of character to it. Detroit itself has a lot of great characteristics, and I enjoy it. But what I think is the greatest state of the world in the world is the greatest state because of lots of areas other than Metro Detroit. Now, I get this is in actual Detroit, but you can't just plop yourself down there unless you take a helicopter. you got to go through the suburban sprawl. 
There are lots of areas of Michigan I would love to show off to the world. I want them to avoid the hell out of suburban Detroit. And um, anyway, that, that'll be featured in a couple Twitter questions. And naturally then, Tony Paul from the Detroit News, it just says this is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And, but it is a third tier, by the way. It is a third tier event. What's not? Th- there's nothing wrong with it being third tier. Now, in the Twitter question, it was a little condescending. There's no question. Uh, but it is a third tier event. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's not the Players' Championship or the Pebble Beach or... And it's not a major. I mean, it, it, it's one of the others. It is what it is. That's fine. But then he quote tweeted me, and you know how I feel about quote tweets. I sure do. So that led to an exchange, and I finally just said it. Just reply. Don't quote tweet. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it, it, you it said ju- that? I didn't see that. Uh, just just recently, <laughs> within the last hour. I'm, I'm taking the Twitter questions, and I'm, I'm getting them ready to send to you. <laughs> And you told them don't quote tweet me. Yeah. Okay. So so the exchange. Yeah. And I said. Um, so he. I got back to him at one point. He said third tier. That's one of the dumbest things I've heard. He quote tweeted me, and I said it's absolutely a third tier tournament. And there's nothing wrong with that. And um, and then because I can't even follow this because he didn't reply. He just quote tweeted like there's no thread. You know what I mean? That makes it hard even. And then he quote tweeted me and said dumb dumb dumb. And then I said just reply. No need to quote tweet. And then he replied, and, I, and again, I'm trying to read this, but it, you can't really read because he was quote tweeting. Like it's it's impossible to, um, to do. Uh, da, da. And then he said, "But I like something like oh." Then he says, "I like to quote tweet." Sorry, I don't follow the Graham Couch rules of journalism. And then I said, "Quote tweeting makes it about you." And I replied, "Been saying this by the way, uh, as if to shame or illuminate the person you're interacting with. Replying promotes a conversation. There's a time for the quote tweet, just not when it's a conversation." And he said, "Okay," in a quote tweet. So that's where I'm at on that. Wait, and, you use the couch in the root Twitter account? Yeah, the whole conversation. <laughs> because, well, his original replying is to the Twitter uh, question yesterday. Yeah. So I didn't want it. Again, I'm not looking to make it about me. I'm not looking to add my followers to it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to have the conversation. And this is a huge pet peeve of mine, you know. And uh, I just, I just, you know. And I also had people covering the tournament who didn't want to get in this conversation who got a hold of me who said, it absolutely is a third-tier tournament. Like, people who cover golf. Well, you know, Tony Paul lives down in that area. And he's so that's promoting he's, the tournament heavily. Yep. He's taking offense to and the I fact get, you're calling it a third tier. And you, you're probably right, it is. Um, I think it's a good thing for them to have a PGA event in Detroit. I'm with you. There could be better venues, but trying to get Detroit back into the mix and into the, I don't know. And I'm being an ass because, you know, when, when it's Lansing Ignite or Lansing United or something Lansing has and I stick up for them, I'm the same way. I go at Detroit City FC all the time. You know, whatever. You know, I, I mean, I, it is what it is. I, I have no problem with somebody being partial to your hometown. Just have the conversation. Just don't quote tweet me. <laughs> just don't quote tweet me because I'm, I'm just done with it. I love his response. Just okay, all caps, quote tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is what it is. Yeah. Tony's a passionate guy. He's very passionate. And he's sticking to his, his guns here. Well. Second of mine. How is he going to back down? Why should he? I mean, if you feel that way, it's cool. It's not cool. I'm kind of with him. It's not cool. No, no. <laughs> the Twitter rules, I don't know. I usually just <laughs> well, I, I tweet. I don't. Well, the funniest last tweet was a kind of a panic David Jackson, who, who was you know one of our loyal listeners. And he actually, he, I have seen him quote tweet occasionally on our Twitter questions. And sometimes I miss it because of that. But here he did reply. He goes, I'm not actually sure what any of this means, and I don't have it memorized what the different Twitter buttons do on the app. Hell, I only created a Twitter account to interact with this show. So please, 
Uh, so if I fail to tw- uh, follow Twitter etiquette, please be forgiving. There, I, is, there is some pressure there. Yeah, no, I think when David's you hear like, people, you know, David's like, "What the hell? Shoot, am I doing this incorrectly?" No, you're, you're not, David. You you mostly reply. And, and again, I there's a t- I tweet quote tweet people. There's a time to quote if you're trying to shame somebody or illuminate people or take a conversation that is elsewhere and present it to your followers. That is fine, and if that's what Tony wanted to do to shame me, that's fine. But it kills your your Twitter thread. It kills the conversation. And when you bring your followers into it, when you automatically then say, I want everybody to see this to shame him, it makes people defensive, and you don't have good conversations. You don't have dialogue. Instead, you get this tit-for-tat back and forth, and, and I'm just saying, don't quote tweet. We, we did this whole thing about most annoying things on Twitter, and the whole thing was actually set up so we could deal with this issue. I mean, I really wanted to deal with this issue. We got to get it out of the, out of the thing. We got to tweet. I don't know. When I hear everybody telling me like what you have to do and not do, this I is don't a know. basic I, thing, man. I don't. What do you, basic what? If this, I see like OJ was this, uh, talking about the Democratic debate last night with the chopsticks, like I would just retweet that and just be like, "Wow, this is the difference between reply and reply all." If your friend sends you an email in the newsroom and says, or in your workplace and says, you know, hey, I don't love this thing you're doing, without. And you and you reply all without everybody else actually being on the original thread. That's what it's like. That's the equivalent of the quote tweet. If you reply all when nobody else was on the original email, that's the quote tweet. Just simple etiquette. It's personal etiquette. My own. <laughs> or it's like own. when someone uh, throws you into a conversation, right? And it's a multi. I can deal with that even. I can deal with that even better. Really? Um, I don't know. That annoys me more. It's like oh. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. It's like breaking down Twitter. I, I used to do the thing where I had Twitter linked to my Facebook until someone, and I appreciated someone telling me, like, listen, dude, like meaning every tw- like tweet would go to right to Facebook. They're like, hey. And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't really know. I had no idea. So also Moneyball last night, first night, Moneyball, Miles Bridges shows up. Um, I, I saw Miles get there, and then I was, was, was gone. I had to... Uh, Pitching a co-ed softball doubleheader. Uh, but we had people there. Mike DeFabo did a really good piece uh, and for us. And um, uh, Nate Bott did a really nice highlight video of the whole night. You can find it at LSJ.com. I tweeted him out this morning. Uh, so you can find that stuff. Some other people did some good stuff, too. It, w- it was cool because you had uh, you know Nick Ward, Miles Bridges back in the house. And sort of a fun. And, and those guys are going to be off. This will be their only game because they're off both to play in the summer league. So this will be their only time that they're really able to be there unless they came back. I have to look at the summer league schedule. I guess it's possible they could come back at the very end if they they wanted to. And the way those two like Moneyball and, and how it sort of grew up around them in different ways, I, I think it, it's it's always possible. Um, and so we'll get into that in your Twitter questions as well. There's some stuff there. You and I are planning to go Tuesday, correct, Jason? That's still the plan? Yeah, I'm down to go Tuesday. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, um, I mean, now that Miles isn't going to be there, I mean, I don't know. Well, here's no, I'm the, just kidding. I, no, it looked like a good environment, but are we going to have to show up at like five? No, no, or no. I'm, I know I'm rolling with you and Rico, so maybe not. It's but. not. It's not as bad as you think. I think if you get there, you know, if you know, say we get there at five forty-five for a six o'clock start, we'll be all right. There's actually a Twitter question about that because it is something. If the as the summer goes on, there are more and more times that you don't have to get there earlier. Mm. And the other thing that happens is July Fourth week. I'll just warn people now is a hit and miss week. 
Like you don't. I, I think all the guys will be there Tuesday, but it's also July Fourth week. You know, somebody could be home. They live out of state or they live somewhere else. And uh, so if you got one event, one time to go and see these guys or drive from a couple hours away to see these guys, I would I would say not to do it July 4th week. Because it hit and miss. Last year, on July 3rd, they were all there. On July 5th, like nobody was there. So, again, sometimes one or the other. Hung over. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I plan on it. I mean, yeah. I it, would want it if we did a show July 5th. Right, and it's hard to know where, where where people really celebrate the weekend. You know, when it's a middle of a week holiday. This year, it's a little more obvious. All right, we'll take our first break, and we come back. Your Twitter questions next. Couch in the roof. Thinking of a new air conditioning unit for your home? Hi, Peggy Doty with Doty Mechanical. A new carrier high-efficiency AC unit will lower your energy usage and increase your home comfort. Current carrier cool cash offers and available utility rebates mean your savings have never been better. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 or visit us at dotymechanical.com for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Would you or someone you know love to make a difference in the lives of kids and get paid for it? Dean Transportation is now hiring responsible and caring school bus drivers. You'll earn a competitive benefits package, 401k, paid time off, and we offer flexible scheduling. Excellent driving history required. Paid CDL training provided. Apply now at deantransportation.com slash jobs. That's deantransportation.com slash jobs. Make a difference in the lives of our kids and get paid to do it. This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports Minute. This week, the PGA Tour comes to the Detroit Golf Club. It's the first tour event hosted inside the city limits of Detroit. The Detroit Golf Club was founded in 1899, and the initial annual dues were $10 for a six-hole course. By 1916, the club had expanded to two 18-hole courses. Donald Ross designed the two courses after the Snowbirds of Detroit Golf Club visited him at Pinehurst. His brother Alec served as the head pro. Alec Ross remained the head pro at the Detroit Golf Club until he retired in 1945. Three PGA Tour major winners have been head pros at the DGC. Alec Ross won the 1907 U.S. Open. Horton Smith was the inaugural Masters winner in 1934 and would win again in 1936. And Detroit native Walter Bercamo won the 1953 PGA Championship at nearby Birmingham Country Club. The clubhouse was built in 1918 and designed by the legendary architect Albert Kahn. Kahn, of course, is more famous for designing the legendary Packard Motor Car Company factory and also Ford Motor Company's Highland Park plant where the assembly line was perfected. The front nine at the DGC is tree-lined and probably much tougher to play. The back nine will produce fireworks and a possible huge finish. The course for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic measures at 7,334 yards and is a par 72. The winner of this week's event is expected to finish somewhere in the vicinity of 20 under par. That's your Spotlight Sports Minute. I'm Doug Warren. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production. This is the Dart Development Business Brief. A new report says robots could take 20 million manufacturing jobs by the year 2030. The report released by Oxford Economics predicts machines will displace about 8.5% of the global manufacturing workforce over the next decade. The report says the move to robots could generate new jobs as fast as it automates them and lead to a boost in global gross domestic product. It adds, however, that the move could contribute to income inequality. 
Hi, I'm Marcia Zimmerman, Marketing Manager for Dart Development. The Dart Development Business Brief was brought to you by Dart Development, partnering with you to design and build out custom business space at our award-winning properties with unparalleled functionality, quality, and value. It's time to stand out from the competition. Be distinctive with Dart Development. For more information, visit dartdevelopment.com. Politics. That would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said go ahead. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate. We're looking at very high water levels and record highs, at least for the next six months. Sports. Boy trying to get free shot and a goal for Heath. Spectacular. US leads to nothing. Let's dance. Let's dance. The Detroit Pistons select Seku Dubuya. Spotlightradionetwork.com. You're listening to Couch in the Rouge. What are you on? A radio or the TV? SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. All right, it is time for your Twitter questions, and we are not going to get to all of them today. You guys delivered, and, and as you always do, uh, the ones we don't get to will. Maybe do a special Monday uh, section of Twitter questions or something like that to get to because there's some good ones we're not going to have time for. Um, I'll tweet out Graham's uh, cell phone number. Yeah, yeah just call me personally. directly. Call me directly. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, anyway, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, the first one from Mark Schneider. According to your reasoning about not caring about the PGA event in Detroit, should Detroit not have the Frozen Four next year, future All-Star games and Final Fours? Aren't you Mr. Chicago? There is plenty of sprawl and gridlock there as well. All good points. Um, there is plenty of sprawl and gridlock. And one of the things I've always said, if you live in Chicago and can move to Kalamazoo, do you know I live in Kalamazoo? Um, you okay. should. Because like, if you were living in suburban Chicago and working in the city, and it's taking you an hour each way, you might as well work in Grand Rapids or Lansing or Ann Arbor even and live in Kalamazoo and have your kids go to college for free. Like If you can stand that life. I don't think living in suburban Chicago is all that cool either. Here's the difference in what I'm saying. I love the state of Michigan. The state of Michigan is incredibly beautiful. State of Illinois, I enjoy the cornfields. I enjoy downstate Illinois. I think there are cool things about it. Illinois is no Michigan. It is a poor man's Michigan. It's not even a poor man's Michigan. It's not in the same class as Michigan. So Chicago is the world-class area of, of Michigan. Or, sorry, of Illinois. Brian, uh, Brian, Brian, what am I? What the hell's going on here, man? I'm off? No, I just, I've lost my mind. It's Friday. I don't know what the hell's happened. It's all right. But what I mean is you Detroit. You hate Illinois. D- d- no, I like Illinois. I, I, I chose to live in Illinois over Michigan out of college when I had offers to do both. Went to school there. Lived downstate for an internship separately. Loved it all. But Michigan, like Detroit, it's our biggest city. It's where our pro sport should, should be for the most part. But the best parts of Michigan are not surrounded necessarily by Detroit. We, we have the Great Lakes State. We have the UP. We have up north in Traverse City. We have the whole west side of the state. We have some beautiful, beautiful areas, some great places to live, areas where the quality of life is just that good. Illinois doesn't have that. So Chicago is that. Chicago, And it's a bigger city, and it's got cooler stuff actually in the city, better neighborhoods to live in. And there is a lot of suburban sprawl, and that part of it sucks too. So I'm not, not saying it's not. I'm not Mr. Chicago. I'm, I'm Mr. Michigan. I just don't like suburban Detroit. Um <laughs> What an, an ugly guy! Like in a beauty pageant, I'd be what a, a two, a four in Lansing, a two. Uh, I'll give you a two and a half. Two and a half, thank you. Uh, but so I do think 
the Frozen Four, the Final Four is that all? I, I don't like the Final Four there because they don't have the venue, and I don't actually. But golf courses are one of these picturesque things. We have all these great golf courses in the state. I would love for it to be somewhere up north or on the, you know, just somewhere that really showed off what we have in Chicago. You don't have a whole lot else in Illinois. You got some beautiful rolling hill areas. You got some downstate areas. I like. We just got. We've got more to offer because of who we are than a lot of other states. That's that's my issue. I, I and I and I hate suburbs. I'm a mid sized midtown guy. I've always loved that. I like. I, mean, I like Springfield, Illinois. I like Lansing, Michigan. I like places where you can get your arms around them. And I hate suburban sprawl. And that's that's all it is. I hate it in Chicago. I hate it here. I hate it in L.A. You 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 tell me you you point me to a place with too many Home Depots and a three mile radius and the same blank concrete roads and just nothing that has any sort of character to it. I hate it. You doesn't matter where it is. Okay, that's I answer that. That was well. beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. it was beautiful. Uh, this one from Mark. Am I the only one that doesn't mind Rutgers and Maryland in the Big Ten? Every bunch has a bad apple or two, and it's nice to have a couple of gimmies in the schedule. I don't hate them as much as. I think some people do. I, I mean, I like the traditional games, and I'm I don't, with Mark though. Like a couple of gimmies. I mean, who, yeah. would it matter if you know if Rutgers goes away? Do you care? I mean, I don't. I like having them in there. I wouldn't say I like it, but like Mark said, the gimmies. Yeah, I I'm not. A, I'm, not a, I'm not offended by them. You no. know, like I don't. Yeah, and and I guess Maryland I like more than Rutgers because I think it's it's a it's a cooler campus. It's a DC is it's more affiliated with that area. Um, it's a cool road trip for people. Uh, Rutgers is, you know, kind of the armpit of the Big Ten, um, and it's it's. Boy, if you thought Illinois was bad, get a load of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but then again, I mean, it does provide. It's provided some some. You know, it does provide some good wins, and you know, it's not a great road trip. You're a sports writer, but that who the hell cares about that? I yeah, I don't hate it as much as other people. I don't know if Rutgers is the fit. I think Maryland's more of a fit, and if you had to do it over again, I don't know if you do Rutgers, but I, I don't. I'm not offended by it. I, and I, and I guess some people are, but, um, yeah, I don't mind it. All right, this one from Mark as well. Is there something you have to or use that is completely antiquated that you refuse to give up? For instance, I still use the same Hotmail email account that I've had since 1997. Start with you, Jason. Where, where I will you say, though, Mark, when you do see someone's AOL or Hotmail account, you do judge them. <laughs> yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I hate to be – yeah. I'm not, like, to the point where I wouldn't hang out with you, but you go, damn. This guy still has an AOL, right? You know, account. Um, I don't. I really, I can't think of anything. VHS porn. Like to kick it old school every once in a while. Once a you month. still go down down to the basement and watch them sometimes. The basement, yeah. Go to the uh, the old file. The old files, man. You never. Uh, it was always funny when you'd have the VHS and you had a roommate, and then like you put it in, like you'd see where he left off. Because <laughs> my roommate and I worked different schedules, <laughs> and you we had the same VHS player in the living room. I was like, oh, that's what you're into. All right. It's a really good question. I'm trying to think of something that I, for a long time, I had a car. <laughs> there was a 2001 Chevy Malibu that got up to 290,000 miles. Solid runner. Yeah. No, I, I, the reason I kept it, actually, was I, I thought at some point I, I got to try and get to 300,000. And I was trying to get Chevy to put me in a commercial <laughs> because I thought, I'm, you know, I'm a sports trader. I'm traveling around the, you know, the country basically in this old Malibu. Like, that's a good marketing right i mean here's a guy i mean you could you we could use a different malibu that looked a little better at the end for the sake of the commercial but you know i could tell you it got and my whole line was going to be because the first hundred thousand miles it sucked i wanted to give it back it was going to be you put up with us through the first hundred thousand miles we'll take you through the next 200 
Um, just burn it into the ground. Well, eventually, though, I, it was right when I started dating my wife, and I realized it had just in the last maybe 15, 20,000 miles just started not to look like something you wanted to put a, a woman in that you really might want to go somewhere with. And I thought, I can't. <laughs> that's how you know like how good your game is. Yeah, I went out and I leased a car. I was like, that's it. Yeah. For, I took her on one, uh, one date in a rental car that I had for work and then one date in that car. And, you know, she was good with the third date, but it was like the third, by the third date I had a new car. Yeah, I remember I had a, a brand new Suzuki uh, X90 or whatever, and I hit two deer coming back from Windsor. And I had to get this Dodge Spirit, and I called it the No Pussy Mobile. You have to be really good with this Dodge Spirit. It was like an 87 Dodge Spirit. Yeah. Your game has to be really good. But, yeah, I I wish I had something great and antiquated. I'm sure there's something, but I just can't can't quite. It's not like I'm using a slide rule or anything like that. (laughs) Typewriter. Never give that up. It's always accurate. Uh, Next one from Jacob Thalen. Is betting the U.S. women's national team heavy against France today a bold move in a good way or a bad way? The teams are two top teams remaining. The game seems to be hard to judge. It can easily be seen going one way or the other. Yeah, I think it's it's a no play unless he, – here's my advice in gambling today's game because it is – France is one of the top four teams. It's in France. You know, they got all that going for them. It is – I mean, they're having a heat wave over there. I don't know what's supposed to be today there. But if you bet the U.S. and got good odds on them to win the whole tournament, so you got like them at plus 225 and you put 100 down, I would be inclined to play France today just because you're already – you know, this is probably the most likely loss for them along the way. And so, and if you did that, like France right now is a plus 250 on the money line. But if they lose, they're out, right? Yeah, you could just, just go home. You could just hedge it, though. Mm. You know what I mean? You could hedge a little. So, to me, I would not play the U.S. today. I mean, it's only it's minus. I mean, if they win in regulation time, you're going to win. It's it, The money line is yeah, it's plus 105. Um, and I don't see, there might be a two, sometimes these things have like a two advance line. I don't see that. On on this book I'm looking at, which allows you to, it doesn't matter if it goes into penalty kicks or whatnot. I, this to me would be a stay away. I, I just wouldn't. I mean, it's the home team soil. They're maybe equals. The fact that the U.S. is favored is mostly because they're people want to bet the U.S. I, I I don't know that the U.S. is a better a better team. I, I would um I would I would stay away from the game. Starts at three o'clock, so it's cool. Kind of a cool mid afternoon. Bet a hundred dollars you don't have, Jacob. I mean, we might as well already. <laughs> He's a 19-year-old kid. He's a good kid. But 100 you don't have on the U.S., let's have fun this afternoon. What else do we have to do? Okay, if you do that, let me give you a little advice <laughs> here, though. Um, one thing you can do, in most soccer things, you can buy it down to a pick'em. And where half of it's a pick'em, half of it's minus a half. That way, if they do go uh, into extra time and it's tied, you would only lose half the money you put in. That would be my advice. It's minus 130 on that versus plus 105. Depends what you want, but that would be my advice anyway there. All right, Jake Hawkins uh, writes in, in light of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, if you teed off and could play golf with any particular celebrity or sports figure, who would it be? Who would it be for you? OJ. Yeah. No, uh, John Daly for sure. If I'm going to play golf. Yeah, Barkley would be one for me for a couple reasons. Oh, one, God. I think he'd be entertaining and he'd, he's so bad that I wouldn't look horrible. Like even my swing, his swing is so bad. But he would slow you down. I mean, you have to play best ball or scramble. I don't I just, care. I'm just hanging out with Barkley on a golf course. So slow me down. Oh, hey, I want to get out of here. Let's play this fast. That's a solid point. Solid point. No, I just I, every time I watch him in one of these celebrity tournaments, I'm like, why does he play? Like, if, imagine if you swung like that. Yeah. And actually, if you like, there's old video of him in the '90s where he actually had a normal swing. 
But if you swung like, like if I played golf like that, I would I would never want to play. Ever. And let's be honest. Yeah, no, I I I don't. He must. I don't get why he loves the sport. Like it's not like he gets that much better. Like he'd have to fix his swing to get a lot better. And he, it's not like he hits one good shot every once in a while. No, he does. I think. I think it's. It, I think his product, production is better than his actual. How it looks worse than it is. His drive. Yeah, I think no, it looks worse. That's than a it bad is. swing. It's a horrible swing. And let's be honest. I'm trying to sound cool. Charles Barkley would be great, but Ron Banks is the answer. Well, Barkley, you know. Would this be two thousands Barkley, where you go gamble afterwards and watch him gamble? Right, I mean, I'd rather kind of do that. Where does the night lead? Is, yeah. is the question. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm... <laughs> it ends at the uh, 18th hole. All right, see you later. Uh, this one from Jake. Since there's speculation in Houston about Chris Paul and James Harden feuding with each other, are you sick and tired of the State Farm ad with them and the Rockets mascot using a T-shirt cannon shooting up the living room? It's actually a funny commercial. And there, there are a few of these funny commercials. It is weird now that you know they don't like each other. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah, but who said that? Well, I mean, the I mean, reports. If they don't like each other. games together, I mean, yeah. you're going to have some... You know, I actually think they're entertaining commercials. I don't, I don't, I don't mind Yeah, but them. it doesn't take much to entertain you, though. No, I'm pretty simple. I think a lot of stuff's funny. Yeah, I do. I do. A lot of... Lot of yeah. No question. <laughs> All right, this one from Jake as well. Do you have a favorite barbecue place or joint around the Lansing area? I love Saddleback's Baby Back Ribs. Very delicious that I highly recommend them. You know, the guy who did the next uh, question, Andrew Gautier, uh, he recommends meat barbecue, oh, which dude. I like meat too. It's legendary. Like, I, that's the only place where I get fat kid. Meat? Like, I mix, yeah. yes. I, I, I had Saddleback. They are great as well. But meat, when I get, you know, I'm not a foodie, but when I go there, I do it maybe three times a year, I get excited. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've been to meet once and and uh, loved it um, without question. And need to do Saddleback. It's one of those places I, I really want to do. Uh, need to go to. And I, I don't really in the area. I've done, I've had some great uh, barbecue elsewhere. Um, I actually had some decent barbecue in Stratford, Ontario, last week. But mostly like in Austin and places like that where it's just famous for it. Um, and my advice too is if you're ever traveling at a place of barbecue and they have a famous place where they're like. Yeah, the line's like four hours. Ask where like the second best place is or the second most. Because there's always a place that's comparable that's just as good that isn't quite the tourist trap. And last time we were in Austin, we went to a place that was like an hour away. It was so worth it. And I just can't imagine sitting anywhere for four hours to get food. Would you ever eat barbecue from a gas station? Yes. If it was, no, I mean, yeah, because look at like um, Jose's where you get the Cuban sandwich in Lansing. That's incredible. Is that, okay. Is that the place? Because we were doing the yard sale and. Someone told us that, oh, you have to, there's bar, right around the corner was a liquor store slash, it was a barbecue joint. Oh, no, 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 that's um, off of uh, an old town. Uh, the, the one on King, you mean the uh, Capital City Barbecue, the one that's right next to Ellis Teco? No, 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 this uh, is different. Different. Yeah, well, yeah. no, there are some places, there's another place, too, I'm, I'm forgetting which it is. But So you would eat at a, gas, or yes. a liquor store? Yes. All right. I, in fact, it brings more credibility to it. <laughs> I'd be more likely to do it. Than... It's true. Like, to me, to me, to, to really, like... When Ellis Teco had that shooting in the parking lot, that gave it more validity as a great Mexican restaurant to me. The best Mexican food I ever had was in Phoenix. <laughs> and there, there was a place at Diamond Leung, when, we were, when you were both at M Live, we were covering Michigan State in the 2012 Sweet 16. We went to this place in the hood. I mean, it was sketchy. Best I ever had. And they had another place. It was the same uh, restaurant, had another place in Scottsdale. And it was good. But it wasn't the same. There's something about being in the hood. And um, I, I, I 
I feel strongly about that. It's just like the Ellis Tackle thing here. These Lansing Ellis Tackle, ah, not quite the same salsa, not quite the same touch. Needs a bullet. Needs a bullet. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. the roof. This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports update. The Los Angeles Lakers' price tag for Anthony Davis got a little steeper with the trade-off being that L.A. now has the flexibility to bring in another max contract star to play alongside he and LeBron James next season. The Lakers will send Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, and a future second-round pick to the Washington Wizards as part of the deal that will bring Davis to L.A. The Wizards will send cash to the New Orleans Pelicans in the deal. The agreement will be finalized July 6th. The Yukon Huskies are back in the Big East. They were introduced at Madison Square Garden as the newest member of the conference in which they were a charter member 40 years ago. The return to the Big East is designed to energize the school's fan base by renewing some of the old rivalries with St. John's, Georgetown, Seton Hall, and Villanova. The move will also cut down on a number of costly road trips to states such as Oklahoma, Florida, and Texas for conference games when UConn was a member of the American Athletic Conference. UConn is currently facing a deficit in athletics of more than $40 million. It has to pay $3.5 million to enter the Big East. That's your Spotlight Sports Update. I'm Doug Warren. NBC News Radio. I'm Tom Roberts. Police are investigating a shooting at a courthouse in Linwood, Pennsylvania. Reports say a man who had a hearing this morning was wrestling with a police officer and managed to get a hold of the officer's gun. The campaign for California Senator Kamala Harris reports a serious uptick in contributions today after her heated exchange with former Vice President Joe Biden last night. Harris spokeswoman Lily Adams discusses Biden's response that Harris is mischaracterizing his position on busing. I think it's incumbent upon the vice president and his campaign to explain what exactly was incorrect about it. But again, independent fact checkers have looked at it last night and again this morning. And there's frankly nothing that she did that misrepresented his record. At the G20 summit in Japan, President Trump gave what could be described described as a less-than-serious warning to Russian President Vladimir Putin about election meddling. The Supreme Court will hear arguments about President Trump's attempted repeal of DACA, the Obama-era policy that protects DREAMers. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. When basketball season's over, we are going to have a regular segment with Divorce Doug. I have PTSD. Doug and these dating apps. It's incredible. Tells me some of this stuff during the break. I'm like, yeah, I know where that goes. Do it's, you miss it? No. You out of your mind? What the hell am I supposed to say on this? Patrice, <laughs> listen to this show, you idiot. <laughs> Do I miss it? Do you miss getting uh, laid randomly on a Tuesday night? No. No, Graham, I don't whatsoever. Sure. Uh, what kind of man are you? Couch and the Rube. 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific on Spotlight Radio Network. All right, more of your Twitter questions. Let's do it. Andrew Gautier writes in, what are your plans for the 4th? Assuming Jason's plans may involve fireworks. I'm guessing yours do. I got a trunk of them right now. <laughs> yeah. So if something explodes I could, outside. I, dude, I could light this place up right now. <laughs> we got them for the last, remember, uh, was it last Friday? We were going over to someone's, um, invited us over after work, whatever. So there was a fireworks place over there. I'm like, let's do it. Thinking that they would be down, but they're all like, you know. So this is the do it place where you nearly yeah. blew off a child's head? No. Oh, that was close. But yeah, they were in that pretty much set the tone for the night and they're all like helicopter parents and so yeah we decided to save them for the fourth of july now you got more left over yeah to win right after we do our live podcast on the fourth right yeah (laughs) (laughs) by the way next week fourth and fifth uh best of shows yeah couch in the roof worst of and the worst of whatever it is yeah like and and it, it and 
look, not everybody has something to do on the 4th. And if you don't and you'd like to listen to our show, we do apologize. My suggestion would be, like, hold off listening to our Wednesday show for Thursday or something so it's new. Um, listen to them all. Light some fireworks off. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, no, I we don't. I don't know about the 4th. My wife's coming home for, like, 10, 11 days on the 3rd, the night of the 3rd. Um, we do a thing on the 6th or two, the week, the Saturday closest to the 4th. She has, like, her maid of honor, um, you know, childhood friend. Her family has a, a cabin or on a lake out near Goebbels, and we go there and do a lot of stuff. There's fun. It's a lot of drinking. Nice. They've had a, actually they had a fireworks incident there a couple of years ago. We had already left apparently, um, and some stuff at night where it got a little dicey, and apparently the fireworks have kind of been banned since then because oh. it got it it got apparently Just one was, incident. Man, come on! It was a pretty dicey <laughs> incident. Apparently, I don't know the full story, but there was. Um, there's enough young kids now to like next generation. The, the other thing that's changed in like the five, six years we've been going is there's enough like two and three year olds waddling around that you got to be a little more. Well, wait till they go to bed. Why are they still up at like 10 o'clock? That's, that's when you light them off. It's like 11. Yeah, it's not a place that has a lot of extra rooms to sleep either. So you might have a couple, you know. But no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was actually the place I first knew my wife might be marriage material because we were throwing a football. Your wife was marriage material when she agreed to go out with you. Well, that too. But yeah. but her, she threw a football, like full-size football. Yeah. Like 20 yards on a dime at a spiral. Dude, that's funny you say that. He did the same thing. It was a turn on. It's, I, it, I will it, say. It's like, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was pretty pretty, pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, wasn't, you know, super boner, but it was like, cool. I was like, wow, unbelievable. I started thinking about the kid possibilities too. I'm like, yeah, with those long arms and her yeah. arm and. My, my will to win, this kid can't lose, you know? And uh, Hey, baby, let's go make a baby. <laughs> <you know? laughs> the worst part is, though, on a beach now with, like, a Nerf football, yeah. she will – I mean, she's still got this arm, and, and my arm's okay. I mean, it's, it's not it's, – it's been um, – yeah, if a doctor actually looked in it, something's torn. But the problem is her arm's strong enough that we're on a beach and I'm into the wind and she's not. It looks really bad, like the optics of it far away. So I make her stand and throw into the wind when we play on a beach just so I don't look horrible. It's always good to date a girl with a strong arm. It is. Yeah. Uh, this one from Andrew Gautier as well. Did you guys watch the Democratic primary debates? Any thoughts? I did not watch the first night when Elizabeth Warren was. I watched some of last night. Boring. Did you watch any of it? No. Oh, I just, <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, I just saw some yeah. tweets when he... Did he say boring? Yeah, he tweeted out boring. All capital letters. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Now, it was a startling moment when... Uh, Kamala Harris went at Joe Biden last night. It was impressive. She she took control of that thing, and uh, Budacic looked good. I mean, that, you know, I tell you what, Joe Biden though, I don't, you know, there's questions about his age. That did not look. He did not look like a man who is up to going tit for tat with Donald Trump and being the president for four years. As he closes on on like what is he seventy eight years old? Like I, oh, he'd be seventy eight when he took the presidency. Man, that it just didn't look good. It it didn't look good at all for that guy. So. I don't know. It was entertaining, and and I like I like politics. I like I like political debates. I remember those Republican debates, the first one in like summer of 2015 when Trump was on stage, and we were in Monterey, California, at Diamond Lee Young's wedding. Two Diamond Diamond Lee Young references in one show, and um, I remember watching the replay late at night, and just always I don't know. I'm entertained by that stuff constantly. I always happen. Your memory is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I remember at Dom DeLong's wedding when I was. Uh, I don't remember important. We were just just meaningless <laughs> yeah, facts. It's like so descriptive. Like my mother will tell me something that's really important for her, and like 
her finances or something. She'll be like, remember what we're doing tomorrow? I'm like, no. Oh. Mom, can I tell you a story about Kalamazoo? <laughs> Down yeah. at DeYoung and I were at the 1994 primary. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you something that's useless, Mom. I got that, though, in my head. <laughs> and the, with a the passion in your voice, too. Oh, God. Uh, all right. This one from Andrew as well. What is the origin story of Doug Warren's Tiger's Bet intro? Gotta admit, it's pretty hilarious to hear a dude with a hard Midwest accent go into that direction. Buenos tardes. It is time for the Detroit Tigers gambling update with Gramanito Couch and Jason Nee. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, well, you guys did it on the shooting yeah, report, yeah, right? Yeah, we did it. Like, Doug came up with it out of nowhere because we were in the uh, same. Dog Days of Summer. Dog Days of Summer, yeah. And I just thought it was always funny. I was like, Doug, you should do it again. That's pretty much it. And we have that gambling thing that we bet on, uh, bet against yeah. the Tigers every time. So I thought it would be, you know. By the way, they've lost, what, seven in a row and now 21 of, 20 of 22 at home. And or I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's Imagine unbelievable. if we would have rolled that up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every <laughs> game. Come on, man. I, I didn't know I they were going to be this bad. But the, my fear is as soon as we start doing that, it, it turns a little bit. Because nobody can be this bad forever. Oh, boy. Maybe they can. They will test you. Yep. All right, this one from Andrew as well. Can we get a box score from Graham, Cra- Graham Cracker's softball doubleheader? It didn't go well. So I haven't been able to – I haven't done the math on the ERA, but I think we played 10 innings, four in the first game and got mercied, six in the second and got mercied. Same team. I gave up 36 runs, 18 in each game. Holy crap. Why, eight, why play? It was 18-3, and then I want to say it was 18 18- Eight. You guys ever just game. like decide just to throw a frisbee instead of playing the second? We game? did not really want to play this. It was our only time we had to play a doubleheader all year, and I didn't even know we were playing the same team twice. I thought we were playing these this group of people who were drinking behind our bench. They were just sitting there to watch us, but they were like a team that had played the previous game. I was like, oh, good, they're getting good and lit. Let's let's keep them. Who drinking. doesn't get lit to play softball? Not these you play guys. Softball sober. I gave up like six home runs. <laughs> it was brutal. These guys are like you know it, it, we just don't belong in this league. Any bat flips? No bat flips. Mm. Now we, we we had a few decent, moments. but yeah, it's 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 brutal too. And I don't have enough. I'm a decent pitcher usually. First of all, I got nice. Sounds he- like it. heavy workout early in the day, so I didn't have the usual zest. But I, uh, <laughs> but also, well, you have a torn rotator cuff. That, a well, doctor needs to look that, doesn't, that doesn't affect softball. Oh, okay. but the bigger issue was I don't have like there are some people really who guys who pitch and do this, you know, five days a week, and they have all sorts of spin. They can get you to hit it in certain directions. And my, I have a pretty Wait, it, someone plays softball five days a Some week. of these guys play all the time. Yeah, they play every night. And we don't. We play once a week, obviously. And uh, the the ball I throw does not do enough on it. it, it, it it's, it's effective as a softball pitch early on. But when you when most of these guys got to see it like eight, nine times through the order, by the end they're just crushing the hell out of it. And we got a little better in the second game. We had a, a ringer come up, and I, and I moved some people in the lineup and tried to make us competitive, and it was 18-8 instead of 18-3. Bottom line is... It was not good. That was way too you much You guys want a preview of July 3rd show. Holy yeah. crap. Yep, that's <laughs> it. Luckily, we don't play on the 4th. Sparing you. I apologize. Alex Seabass writes in, I understand people have bad days, but how can someone like Rocket Watts have zero points in the Pro-Am when there is essentially no D being played? So speaking of hard workouts early in the day, from what I understand yesterday, and this you'll see this occasionally on Moneyball, the, the, the MSU coaches don't aren't thinking about Moneyball and the strength and conditioning staff. They'll, they'll have like a hard leg day, and then they'll – They'll have like two hours of scrimmaging, and these guys are beat, and they'll come over, and then they'll play Moneyball at night. And you can kind of see it sometimes, like just in their legs and their 
they're shooting. And apparently yesterday, it's the reason Cassius Winston didn't play last night. He was he was there, but didn't play. It was it was they had had a huge workout day, and then it was like you're gonna also go out and try to entertain people. And so I'm not saying that was just it. I'm just saying you can it, it contributes uh, to it. I don't think Watts is actually part of that team though, so he doesn't have an excuse. It's a fairly good question. He just said he has an off day. I have not seen him play. I was not there for that part of it last night. Jason and I will see him Tuesday. Wednesday, we will have a much better report, both of us educated on this, and we will be able to get into the, the, all the nuances of what Rocket Watts' career will be at Michigan State. All right, next one from Alex. Is it true that Graham Couch once lived in Kalamazoo? It is. It is. I've heard that a couple times. I listen to the show. I appreciate you, Alex. Edgar Allan Stroh, do I need to arrive early to Moneyball to guarantee a decent seat? If so, how early would you recommend, recommend getting there? Heard it filled up quickly during Bridges first in particular. Yeah, I would. Uh, it, if you look at the schedule and you kind of know who's playing, but the thing is, it is spread out now. People will want to see all three games. I, you know, if you get there at five forty-five, you're going to be fine to get a seat. If you get there at six, you should be fine. Really, it's it's not as bad as people think, and it'll trickle out, trickle out during the summer. And I don't want to tell you to get there real early because there'll be there'll be weeks where there aren't that many people there. I, I I don't. There was a moment in Bridges' first year and even Bridges' second year where it became just this must-see thing, and there were a few days where it was kind of standing room only. Um, but it's not usually quite that bad. So I would say for sure, if you're there at 545 for 6 o'clock games, you'll you'll have no trouble. That would be my, my advice. And, and I apologize if at 615 there's still tons of seats, but I would say 545 makes it safe. Nick Farley says, what are your thoughts on UConn going back to the Big East? Love it. How about you? What are they going to do with football, though? I don't know, I but mean, I don't basketball's care. fine. Yeah, I mean, but what is UConn football anyway? I love when the, this is the first move of all these moves that's basketball driven, where a school has a football team. Well, they realized the NCAA realized they made a mistake. Well, no, this isn't NCAA. UConn. This is UConn. This is well, UConn sure. saying this is what we want to. We need to. Get, the Big East is better than being in the American Athletic Conference. It was killing us. They never. They wanted to get in the ACC, and they didn't get in. This was the best option. It makes them relevant in everything else, and especially their other major sports. I mean, it helps them in women's basketball. Helps them, which is obviously in UConn is that's that's a big deal there. And men's basketball, of course, and in football, they're going to have to figure it out. Maybe you know they're going to have to go. To, I don't know the if the American will let them stay. They might have to do it like Temple did, where Temple went to like the MAC for football only. You know, so if they want to keep playing Division One One A football, they might have to look at options like that, where a conference will let them in only for football, and and the MAC might might allow them to uh, to do that. All right, Craig Robinson writes in, and so we are starting the cross-country trip I mentioned earlier, leaving New Hampshire. First stop is overnight in Cleveland. Have either of you done the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What are your musical interests, anyhow? And if you've been to Cleveland, what should where should we eat dinner? I used to go to Cleveland uh, once a year for like a week when I covered the MAC tournament when I lived in, in Kalamazoo. And uh, so I, lo- I love it. I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not a huge Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum guy, but it's it's cool. I think you will like it. I, I think other people really like it more than I did. So I would not be the person to advise you on that. Have you been to Cleveland? Many times. Yes. Not to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I'd go for sure. I mean, I'm a, I, you know, a museum guy, but I mean, they want, what, 50 bucks to get in? Like, I would find something else to do there. A place to eat? I don't know. Is there a place to eat in Yeah, Cleveland? and I'm, I'm trying to, and I wish I could give good advice here. Um, I was Google it. Yeah, and I was looking at places that, like, I that they recommended that I, because I have not been in, it, it's been seven, eight years. 
that I've actually stopped in, in Cleveland, and I, I want to make sure places are still there that I had a, a really good experience and, and like eating. And boy, they look like they're better. I, I would really go to like TripAdvisor or something like that. Me and Joe Demore, 1997, we went to Cleveland. There I was remember this, like it was yesterday. Well, there was this place. Is it Blue? Hold on, is it Bluefish? Um, yeah, no, it's not. There, there. There, there are a couple places down, because Cleveland's changed a lot. There was a while where the flats were the big thing, and I heard those have come back, and then there was a while where there was this horrible down there, and the downtown district's pretty good near the ballparks. Um, and that whole area is cool. Throw a rock and hit a Chili's. That's what I would, do not go to Chili's. No. That's what I would, I would recommend doing. I apologize for not, for not giving you more. I just don't have enough Cleveland in me to feel. I don't want to lead you astray. <laughs> Steve writes in, is baseball a dying, dead, or just regional sport now? I watched a baseball game last night. Yeah, I don't think it's dying. I think it's just regional. Oh, and it's it regional until it matters. And it's still got some national. There's still, it's half regional, half national. And it depends on whether, you're, whether or not your team's good. But that makes it regional, right? Like in football, well, even though the Lions are bad, you're paying attention to the NFL, which makes it national. Mm-hmm. But the NBA, the Pistons are bad, and we're all in on the playoffs. And, a, and to be fair, the baseball playoffs, I'm still watching quite a bit of even though the tigers aren't there because I, I find playoff anything interesting but i think it's it's sort of half regional half national i don't think it's dead whether it's dying I, I, don't, I don't know that it's that either i mean you still look at the way most of these places draw when they're decent um it's just different than some other things it's 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 not uh like basketball and football own own the landscape six months of the year it's a basketball world six months of the year it's a football world and baseball sort of overlaps it but it's it's i don't know it's a good question all right last one before the break michael newman writes in i'm currently at the train station in kalamazoo didn't graham used to live there or something i appreciate you guys you know what this tells me what i've heard people are listening to the show (laughs) or kalamazoo stories coming up next week catching the roof we'll be right back It's time for Did You Know, brought to you by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. Did you know that with just the sports events coordinated by the GLSA, over 75,000 athletes are brought to Greater Lansing every year? Add to that family, friends, and hundreds of thousands of spectators, and you've got a significant impact on the local economy. That's millions of dollars over the last 10 years. Are you involved in a sports event that could be a fit for Greater Lansing? Find more information at lansingsports.org. And now you know. This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports Minute. No question that the Golden State Warriors remain one of the great dynasties in current professional sports. But the questions always lingered as to why former Warriors head coach Mark Jackson had a falling out with the Warriors just before their tremendous championship run began. Earlier this week, Andre Iguodala shed a little light on the conflict between the Warriors president and chief operating officer Rick Welts and Mark Jackson. Rick Welts, like genius business and and he celebrated as one of the top execs in sports mm-hmm. on the business side and and he's gay mm-hmm. so there was conflicts with that that was you know widespread everyone was talking about that you think mark jackson is blackballed from the nba i do yes <laughs> 
Mark Jackson, an ordained pastor and a devout Christian, made it clear that while he was coach of the Warriors, that there would be no gays in his locker room. It is all but clear now that the Warriors' ownership did not want Mark Jackson and his beliefs in their locker room. As to whether Mark Jackson has been blackballed by the NBA, from 1996 to 1999, Rick Welts was the third highest ranking official in the NBA hierarchy as the league's executive vice president and chief marketing officer. Maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it's not. That's your Spotlight Sports Minute. I'm Doug Warren. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production. You're connected to Business Wrap in a snap. Julie Mann here, the host of Work Matters, the show that ponders, does work matter? And if it does, why? For over 30 years, my background has afforded me the opportunity to be entrenched in business and people issues. One common thread behind many business challenges is that work does matter and that employees do matter. And both of these are very important to business culture and to business success. So on Work Matters, we focus on workplace issues and topics to help your business grow. Skills that do matter to businesses are confidence, people skills, communication, leadership, and helping employees with stress, worry, and anxiety. On our show, we're going to explore the program of Dale Carnegie, which those five components are key cornerstone elements to the program of Dale Carnegie. But what we're also going to learn about is how we bring Dale Carnegie into the work setting, It is not just a program that you can go to from a public setting. What we're finding is that Dale Carnegie as a program is doing a lot in the workplace setting, and it is something that is driving confidence and increasing the skills that we talked about in work, which is very important overall to businesses' growth, business success, and a very important matter of work mattering. So if you'd like to learn more about how Dale Carnegie operates in the work setting, please join me on Work Matters. And yes, this is Julie Mann. And yes, work does matter. For more in-depth business discussion on this topic and many more, go to businesswrap.biz. Also, download the free OneTouch Business Wrap app by searching Business Wrap on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And from our founder, Suzanne Heward, that's a wrap. Can we just talk about it for five minutes? You're listening to Couch and the Rue. All right. Apologies to the real upper jerk guy because he's got a lot of good questions in here, and uh, we're going to get to those. We'll do a segment on him on uh, Monday. We'll just do that because, uh, and there's some others we need to get to. We'll just carry those over into Monday's show. Uh, We'll finish up with Dominic here. Dominic writes in, can I add Senator Kamala Harris to my hall pass list 2020? <laughs> so if those of you who have listened to us know what the hall pass list is, it's your five celebrities that you five. have. Well, how Jesus. many we get? I don't know. I didn't one, know we had five. I was just, one? You had one. One, one, one hall pass. I mean, one, one hall pass. That maybe. I, somebody you can sleep with and your spouse is okay with it. I'll tell you what. She was a badass last night. And uh, I'm, I am very attracted to powerful women. Who uh, are badasses. There's no question about it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And if they have a big arm, throw a spiral 20 yards. A lot of things. It's always good to have a good arm. Really, if they're just breathing and they'll talk to me, that's really my... uh, And have a good arm. And have a good arm. That's that's, that's all I need. Enjoy today's show. Uh, If you're listening to this next hour and it sounds the same, it is. It's the one-hour show today. We'll be back Monday. And uh, 
do it all over again. We'll get to the questions we did not get to. There are a bunch more that people submitted that were really good uh, that, that we will uh, we will do as well. And by Monday, there's probably like some NBA free agency. There'll be some some stuff's going to happen this weekend. There's going to be stuff for us to talk about that'll be fresh. So I'm excited about that as well. Jason, good job, man. Yeah, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Michael Pat.